Welcome to Home Health 360, a podcast presented by Aliacare. I'm your host, Jeff Howell, and this is the show about learning from the best in home health care from around the globe. Hi there, it's Jeff Howell, and today we have a special bonus episode for you. I recently attended the home care conference in Chicago put on by Home Health Care News, and I decided I'm going to take the show on the road with me. So over the course of the day, I had the chance to interview attendees in between sessions and get the pulse of the event. So if you're interested in learning a little bit about the key issues being discussed in the home care world right now, this will be a great listen. Anyways, that's all for now, and I hope you enjoy this short bonus episode. Okay, we have Karen Stevenson, who is from Home Instead, Chicago. Karen and I just attended the first session here at the Home Care Conference on recruiting and retaining caregivers. What were your main takeaways, Karen? Well, uh, I think what was very interesting to me was uh, that money doesn't really talk. (laughs) Um, And I think we've all found that. I've I've actually found that myself. Um, But you have to have something better than that. And I think there were some great takeaways. One that I really liked was trying to promote education and um, trying to further uh, improvement of self with our caregivers. And I think that that shows that we do really care, Um, giving them some sort of a career path. um, Then also caring for the caregiver. I think so many times we forget about the caregivers are our best asset. And we think our clients are our asset, but we have no clients without caregivers. So therefore, um, we really need to promote those caregivers to a very high level and show that we really care. I was just absolutely amazed at um, what the CEO from um, Help at Home said when he said they have a million dollar fund um, for things for their caregivers. That was incredible and uh, pretty amazing. And I think that when you do that sort of thing, because the pandemic was so hard on them, they had no choice. They had to go to work. And here in Chicago, not only did they have to go to work, but in the right in smack in the middle of it, the whole city shut down. The perimeter, two-mile perimeter, which connects the south side to the north side with all the trains and public transportation, which 95% of my people did. And these caregivers, they got stuck, had to walk for miles. Um, because of the the riots and the city burning down. And, you know, there was a lot more than just the pandemic in Chicago that these caregivers had to endure. So we have to realize that they, a lot of them don't have a choice and they do need their jobs and we have to, you know, give them what they need. Yeah, the care for the caregiver thing was pretty powerful when Tim said that. And the other takeaway I had is we've become so habituated to COVID and we were reminded that these caregivers were running into the fire before we really even understood what COVID was all about. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, we didn't know that they were actually um, at risk. We didn't find that out. I mean, I kind of knew I was in Asia when COVID hit. And I came back in January and I knew something was going to not be good, but, and I knew it was going to come here, but little did we know that it was really happening way before um, we really knew. So they were really putting themselves at risk and we didn't even know. And uh, with respect to COVID uh, vaccinations, how is uh, your operation managing with that? 
Uh, we're doing very well, actually. Um, I think I've got about 97%, 98% vaccinated. Um, we, we take a really strict um, stance on this. Um, I have 100% of my prospects and clients that say they will not allow anyone in their home unless they're vaccinated. So it is 100%. I don't have a choice. So we don't hire anyone um, that's not vaccinated. It's just we, because we can't place them. I have a few people that are not vaccinated that are still with longtime clients. Their clients want them there. Um, I think it's three or four out of 100. And um, so I, I'm as, as much as it's controversial, if I can't place them, I can't you know, bring them into the pool. So um, we, that, that's the reason we're, we're pretty strict on it, um, because our clients just will not accept anything else. So, Well, thanks for stopping by. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. I'm here with Todd Austin, the president of Home Care Pulse. We just came out of a session where Todd was one of the panelists on emerging trends for home health in 2022. Todd, give us some of your thoughts. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of opportunities in the space right now. I think one... You know, that uh, everybody's talked a little bit about is how do we how do we fight caregiver turnover? How do we become an employee brand and help uh, you know caregivers you know advance through life? And so I think that's the big emerging trend next year. And uh, you know, so building your employment brand, you know, optimizing your hiring uh, throughout the whole caregiver journey, both pre and post hire. I think we're all we've all through COVID thought about pre hire. Uh, but we also got to make sure that they stick uh, through post hire. And there's such a shortage of nurses who are getting travel bonuses and signing bonuses. And uh, we're, we're always, even in the best of times, I think your numbers show from last year, it's about 82% churn within the industry. Uh, one thing that I thought was really compelling was Helen from Care Academy had mentioned the concept of converting uh, credits. And I'm just curious if you guys are taking a look at... Um, how you can help agencies sort of transition with um, with uh, companies that, or sorry, caregivers that want to uh, make that transition within uh, their career path at an agency. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that's something we've promoted for years was the standpoint of connecting with your care team and your office staff for that matter, and understand where they want to go career-wise and then developing that learning ladder for them or the career ladder for them. Some of those are hard skills, some of those are soft skills, and agency owners are in the best position to make that judgment. Um, you know, so as far as, you know, 20 hours to a single credit, it's not something that we'll likely do anytime soon, uh, but we'll definitely, you know, look to, you know, help agencies identify opportunities, whether that's through training or our survey solution. And so your um, annual report is really the gold standard in the industry for um, you know, benchmarking with all the data that you have. I'm curious, what are the numbers that you're seeing coming out of a COVID year that uh, really just you know, bucked the trend or you know, some of the numbers that you may have been concerned about or some of the numbers that you're very happy about from seeing in your survey results? Yeah, I think uh, we're coming up on opening the survey again here in about a month. And so I'll have a lot better take on it at that point. So maybe we'll have to reconnect then, Jeff. But I think the, the most interesting item, you know, through COVID was likely uh, the communication and satisfaction for both clients and caregivers skyrocketed. Um, so if we think about how, you know, we treated our care team and our clients during that, during the pandemic year, a lot of communication, 
you know, a lot of trying to understand and empathy. So going forward, I think that's stuck, you know, is that we're leading with a lot of empathy for both our caregivers and our clients. I think that's what's most exciting is it's we're connecting to the why. You know, why are they giving care to a loved one? And all of us have a specific reason of likely why we're in this industry. Uh, but it's fun to see that engagement kick out uh, in caregiver surveys, clinician surveys around how much more they enjoy the work environment because of the connectivity to the main office. Yeah, that really stuck out of my mind because that was the first time anyone has said to my ears that uh, client satisfaction was at an all-time high during this pandemic. And it's it's like everyone became a wartime president all at the same time, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's something that's staying. I think we've all learned that, you know, by a simple 15-minute call every Friday to every caregiver means a lot, you know, and when we're able to talk, uh, not just logistics, but, you know, how are they doing as a person, it means a lot to them. And that's how uh, a disconnected workforce or a diverse workforce, uh, that's that's how we get them to stay, you know, with our agency, you know, for not just 12 or 15 months like the, uh, you know, national averages are, but, you know, for two years, three years, four years is a combination of, you know, communication, uh, not just about can you get to the shift, but, you know, what's going on in your life? You know, how's your kids? How's your family? What are you struggling with? What do you want to do career wise? And then helping them build a path to that. They'll stay, you know, so if you're providing the education standards or tuition reimbursement, um, those are opportunities, you know, directly to reduce turnover and keep keep caregivers for the long term. Caring for the caregiver. Well, thanks for your time, Todd. Enjoy the rest of the conference and um, hopefully we can catch up again sometime soon. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. I'm here with Shiwan Chung, president of MedTech Health. We just got out of the session on the trends for 2022 in uh, home care. What was your big takeaway from that session? Yeah, I'd say it's so easy to fixate on the short-term headwinds over the past two years. But as, as you think about the big picture, right? The secular trends are so favorable. Demographics, uh, just a heightened awareness of the need for our services and the and the and the impact that we make. And I think it's as an organ as a, an operator, making sure that you strike the right balance, right? That you're you're well positioned to deliver care for your clients today in the reality that we live in, but also that you have the tools, the systems, the culture, all those things in place, right? Like the plumbing, if you will, to make sure that when things get better, and they will. Um, that you're, you're positioned to, to, to benefit from it. Cause if you can't scale, um, you know, because you're just really focused on the today or your, your size just for today, uh, you'll be left behind. And it's like what you said on the panel is that it's easy to dwell on the last two years, but, uh, the pendulum will shift back and you do need to have that foundation in place to sort of be at the next level once uh, life returns back to normal. Yeah, that's right. And I think, um, you know, we, 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 as an industry, the, 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 there'll be winners and losers, right. When things get better. And I think the, the ones that have make are making the investments now, right. Both financially, but also in terms of management bandwidth and, um, and people are the ones that are going to, to be the winners. Well, speaking of investments, I'll get you out of here on this question. How would you spend $150 billion on the industry? <laughs> well, I mean, home care aides are ultimately the lifeblood of our industry. Their job's incredibly challenging. It's, it's, and it's uh, rewarding on a personal basis, but not always rewarding on a financial basis. 
And I think that, you know, when, when, when as a provider, we'd love to pay our home care, care aides more, but there's only so much we can do just based on reimbursements. So I think that, you know, really people understanding the value that this, that, that we provide, but also giving, you know, increasing the reimbursement so that we can attract more talent, attract better talent and reward the, the people that provide better care, I think will not only uh, lead to better quality outcomes, but also just broaden the impact of, of what, you know, our, we as an industry can provide, uh, you know, to people that really need it. Well, sounds good. Thanks for stopping by. I won't hold up your lunch, uh, but thanks for your thoughts. Shimon. Of course. Thanks a lot. I'm here with Helen Adioson, the CEO of Care Academy, and we just got out of a session for merging trends for home care in 2022. Helen, what are your thoughts? Absolutely. Well, Jeff, thank you so much. Um, I definitely think that one of the biggest emerging trends is data and data utilization. Um, I think there's a perfect storm that's happened over the last two years uh, just because COVID has, you know, really emerges this way to shift and think about how we do care in the home. Uh, and increasingly, home care agencies will have to think about their data strategy, how they understand the impact of direct care workers, and how they share out that information and use that information to drive health care in the home forward. I think uh, in the session, we also heard that it's only 31% of agencies that are actually collecting data on, uh, on outcomes, right? That's exactly it, right? Uh, and there's so much opportunity. Um, one of the best insights in a side conversation that I had with a leader was that we have so much, we just don't know how and what to do with it, right? Um, and so I think a lot of agencies, a lot of home care organizations are already 99% of the way there. Uh, I don't want to oversimplify the idea of abstracting data to make it meaningful, but we're already so much of the way there, and we've got so much of the edge in home care and home health drive healthcare for it because we have the folks who are directly going into the home. Um, so there's a lot of work to do there in 2022. I'm sure with your online training, uh, the pandemic uh, was something that really has helped out your business. I'm curious, I'm sure uh, you've seen a lot of agencies that were adamant about always doing training in person. Uh, they forced to go probably almost exclusively virtual, at least for a period of time. I'm assuming we're going to see a bit of a hybrid moving forward. What are you seeing out there? I completely agree. And I think hybrid or uh, just purely online is meant for different times and places. So if you're talking about reskilling, um, you can do that pretty much asynchronously, right? Um, someone should be able to have their own sort of prioritization or their education plan and really drive that on their own as a caregiver. Um, if someone is learning how to be a caregiver for the first time, which is something we enable at Care Academy, they're taking 60% of their training asynchronously online and doing the remainder, the clinical portion, in person, right? So what the wonderful thing that's going to happen coming out of this pandemic when we get out of it is the ability to really sort of choose your own path and the path uh, flexibility depending on what you need to learn. And I was writing it furiously down, but I, I kind of butchered it. You, you mentioned something about uh, an exchange of credits. So tell us more about that. Oh, absolutely. We've got a lot planned for 2022. I'm <laughs> um, two really big initiatives. One is our career path. Um, our career path is looking at, at ways in within home care uh, and through healthcare that we skill and upskill direct care workers. Um, so on one end, we have our fast-based certifications. Um, the idea that you're taking a, a 
couple additional hours on top of your existing HHA certification uh, to become essentially a specialist in the home, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, but then our career path is a way to take the training that you're already getting at Care Academy and exchange those for college credits, right? Our first partner is uh, Southern New Hampshire University. They're one of the biggest credentials of nurses in the country. Um, and so if you are a caregiver taking Care Academy classes, and this is completely free to our existing agencies, you can take those credits and make them college credits at their university. Uh, and we'll be expanding out the slate of universities and uh, secondary uh, education partners throughout 2022. So this is brand new. This sounds pretty incredible. <laughs> We're super excited about it. Um, it's the first of its kind, and there's so much opportunity. Um, we hope that to see agencies leverage it as a way to recruit in, right? If you, are on, if you have seen commercials in the last year, you have some of the biggest organizations you know, in retail talking about the ways in which they upskill folks. So this is our way as an industry to move forward and say that not only are we upskilling people, we're upskilling folks within the industry, right? Because this is the only industry, I posit, where someone can start out as a home care worker, uh, direct care worker, and go all the way to RN, and that has pretty significant impact and staying all under the same roof, possibly, right? Yeah, that's interesting because uh, Tim at Help at Home said that they nurses are only 2 to 3% of their workforce, but that's where they really struggle and there's a shortage of aides, but uh, there's probably even more of a shortage of nurses. Uh, and they're all getting $10,000 signing bonuses to be travel nurses. <laughs> well, why don't you make your own nurses, right? Um, so we believe in, you know, most home health aides may not want to necessarily become an RN. Um, but those that do, you have, they have an opportunity right under your own roof. Um, so that's what we're enabling through that career path. We think that everyone in the industry can use it as a way to attract people to say, wow, the fact that you're even thinking about this for me, that's awesome. I want to come work with you as an aide. And those who are truly motivated, um, as I mentioned, we had one of the first home health aides who raised their hands. They're getting actually a scholarship from Southern New Hampshire University to attend and become an RN, right? So at Care Academy, we think about career pathing to learn a skill or a competency or a degree and then also to flatten the amount of time that it will take. So maybe we can get nurses out faster. Yeah. So they're sort of going to uh, nursing university while, while still working. It's like a co-op job. <laughs> you have to keep working, keep earning your continuing education within your agency while you're getting your credits at the university, right? So it's, you're, it's exactly like a co-op. It's win, win, win. All right, I'll get you out of here on this last question. Uh, if you had 150 billion dollars that you could spend <laughs> on the industry how would you spend it <laughs> i would i was like oh well oh in the industry got it got it okay um i would spend it really shouting from the rooftops and figuring out ways in which we take something that a kernel of an idea that we started at care academy and really making it writ large across the industry um one of the th comments that and i every time i say it it makes me so angry that eighty thousand people applied to be nurses because that's the only job they know of in healthcare, um, and they got turned away right and the reason they got turned away is because of the shortage of trainers so yeah is that wild i was going to ask you about that because when you said it on stage i didn't i was like why was there i no no what what are you talking about yeah it's because we didn't all the trainers became nurses themselves during the pandemic so there was no one left to train and bring in nurses right that's a huge just misgiving that I have about the ways in which we think about skilling people into the industry. And so if I could 
revision the ways that we train healthcare workers, everyone from PCAs all up to RNs and clinicians, I would completely start there because there is where you see the paradigm shift happening. Um, so I take $150 billion and completely revise how we do healthcare training in this country. Yeah. If you're one of the 80,000 and you're listening right now, go get a home health aid job <laughs> at one of the agencies that's using Care Academy. <laughs> Exactly it. That's exactly. Let's train you up to become an, an RN or wherever you want to land in healthcare, because uh, this is such a. It's a. I call it the final frontier of human work. Right. There's no robot coming that can supplant the value of the two hands, the two eyes and ears of a direct care worker. So I, we are we are paving the future of what it means to provide uh, care with dignity. Right. So yeah. Super great to catch up with you. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jeff. We're here with Alan Levine, SVP of Growth and Revenue at Nevon, a company that does e-training for caregivers. And we just came out of the session for top emerging trends for 2022. Uh, Alan, what were your main takeaways from the session? Thanks, Jeff. Um, you know, when we when we put our lens on of, of e-training in healthcare, what we see a lot of when we're looking into 2022 would be flexibility is, is definitely a theme that we're seeing around training, around scheduling for caregivers specifically. And I think that that's something that's going to continue to grow. Uh, we definitely see a theme around data and, and data consolidation and integrations and the ability to share data across platforms, which ultimately provides for, for better decision-making for, for caregivers and agencies. And then finally, we're seeing a lot more in and around training specifically as well. Uh, more training for caregivers, more training, spe more specific training for caregivers related to compliance and, and regulations in the industry as a whole. Do you think that um, what, since the pandemic hit, all your business must have taken off? I'm curious, the agencies that have always done it in person, they were forced to change. What do you think the future is? Is it a hybrid kind of training or are you seeing much more exclusively virtual? It, that's a great question. I think that's t to be determined. What we're seeing now from a trend perspective is this idea of a little bit of both. I mean, most agencies right now have adapted to, like any other company right now, has adapted to the Zoom model, the asynchronous learning, the e-training, mobile-first type centricity that, that we offer. And, and we see a lot of that, but there's still the idea of wanting to bring the caregiver into the office to meet them maybe for an hour for orientation, maybe for a, an hour, a quarter, just to make sure that, you know, it plays into the retention model. They, they, they want to see that, they want to provide that family atmosphere. So I think the future will be hybrid. I think most of it will still be online in a mobile first type model, but there'll still be a little bit of in-office, in-services orientation just to have some FaceTime, just like everybody else in the workforce wants to have a little bit of FaceTime. Like many things, I'm sure uh, there'll be a hybrid of uh, everything moving forward, and we're still social creatures that need to. Here we are together in person. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, thanks for stopping by. Enjoy the rest of the, uh, the show today. You got it. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed hearing from our home care experts that attended the home care conference in Chicago. We will be back to our regular interviews next week. So, stay tuned for some more great episodes, and thanks for listening. Home Health 360 is presented by Aliacare. First off, I want to thank our amazing guests and listeners. To get more episodes, you can go to aliacare.com forward slash home health 360. That's spelled home health 
360-360-360 or search Home Health 360 on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. The easiest way to stay up to date on our new shows is to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a newsletter you can sign up for on aliacare.com forward slash homehealth360 to get alerts for new shows and more valuable content from Aliacare right into your inbox. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.